I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Welcome to Bellwether, episode 108. We're going to get into the phony political stuff today. Normally, I won't. Normally, you know, when I have guests on the podcast, I always tell them, leave politics out of it. Nobody wants to listen to anyone's political views. We're talking about productive things, how to set up businesses for for success, how to do wonderful things. And so normally, I, I leave the politics out on the side. Today, the question is, Should we leave politics on the side? The new politics of the C-suite. And what we're finding across the board are a lot of CEOs and other types of executives are taking political positions in very hot political topics and making corporate decisions based on that for their people. And the question is, should they? And I've got opinions on it, which I'm going to tell you in a little bit. Um, and these opinions have changed over time. It's interesting. It's it's not a simple yes or no question when you really think about you know the the struggles that come with being a senior executive, the challenges that come with being leader of an organization, being in charge of so many people, being an example. All of the pressure that we put on our leaders. Now all of a sudden we take a look and say, well, maybe they should or shouldn't have that political political view. It's not new for businesses to get involved in politics. It's not new. This has been around for a long time. Always. There's always money from businesses going into influence politics. What is new is the very visible way in which they do it. And it's I'm going to call it sizzle versus substance. Before, the money would go to influence political decisions. Now it's more about a branding challenge. And, and a lot of companies have had very active political movements throughout the years. And I think, you know, the first one you think about is Patagonia and their their work to, you know, for climate change and, and preserving. And just recently, they gave the whole freaking company away to preserve a whole bunch of uh, places. Um, and that's fine. I, it's great. Good for them. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. And I think it's um, a very noble decision. And, and they've been... Uh, living their ideals for a, a very long, uh, a very long time since the beginning, and I think this just aligns with who they are as a company, and I think it's fantastic and it's good for the world, and and I think it's a good example. Um, so when we think about social impact, we think about Patagonia and a company that's living its ideals, and that's great. But now we see a lot of organizations try to kind of have the social impact or the credit of the social impact without actually doing something about the social impact. Um, because everyone's got an opinion now and, and everyone's able to, to talk about that opinion. And um, if I think back over the last, I mean, we'll say decade, because that's really the, this is when the new advent really started. It's even less than that. It's probably five years, maybe. Um, you know, we think about the, the executives who spoke up around the Me Too movement and equality. 
right? Women's equality in the workplace. I'll say that women's equality in the workplace. That's one. And they had opinions, valid opinions. And then you've got all of the discussion that came after George Floyd, when George Floyd was murdered. And that was the racial discussions at work. Everyone had an opinion on that. Uh, a lot of it was we have to be listeners and everything else for, for that. Um, Roe versus Wade, that overturned recently. That was a big hot topic. And uh, executives jumped up and, and said, we're going to, you know, we're opposed to it. And we're going to fly our people and give them whatever they need to go wherever they need. And um, that's when people started to say, hey, you know, should you really be getting involved in this? And it's a, it's a very interesting dynamic of running a business and then also living the virtues and, and values that you espouse. And so uh, I, I think it's noble. It's meant to be noble because you, you're in charge of a number of people. Um, you have to do what's best for your people. Um, and so, so the question I'm going to ask today is twofold. It's interesting in two. One, should they? And two, I want to talk about the sizzle versus substance because we see a lot of people saying it, but there's no real follow through. There's a lot of talk after George Floyd. We didn't see anything. There's a lot of talk on the Me Too movement. Um, we did see some of it. We did see some of it, but how does that continue and, and, and how does that go? Um, and what does that do? So, so let's talk about should they. Traditionally, it's been good practice to not wade into politics. And that's because social items generally weren't necessarily good for business. And also there was, you know, we didn't want to alienate people. A business doesn't want to alienate half the people. If, if a business 10 years ago came out on Roe versus Wade or something like that, You've just lost half your customers. And we see it today. How many people are just trying to cancel a company because they did a vaccine mandate or something like that? Um, we saw that with, um, oh, what's the, I guess Carhartt did a va vaccine mandate. And then people went bananas. And then other people were like, well, so did Ford. You're going to get rid of your F-150? Um, and so it's interesting how since everyone has a voice, you can alienate an entire group of people. And then they're going to say, we're boycotting your company. So there's a risk. There's real risk to taking a political stand, which even vaccinating your employees isn't really a political stand, but it became a political stand. Um, and so there's so CEOs are kind of caught between this rock and a hard place on what do people expect from my company? What do my employees expect from my company? They don't always align. What's best for my company? What's best for my employees? That may not align with what they expect. And so how do you choose the right thing? Um, it was easy to ignore it a long time ago. Because ignorance was bliss. And there was a lot we didn't know. And not everyone had an opinion and a way to express it. And that's great. Um, sometimes that's nice. Sometimes I pine for those days when, um, and I'm going to do a podcast soon on the joy of not knowing and how ignorance was bliss. And um, when we get these little bits of information today, suddenly everyone's an expert with an opinion. And as the world and information flow changes today, Many executives are finding an obligation to say things and put out statements from the organization. Silence is no longer allowed. If you're not vocal enough, I've seen executives get attacked for not being vocal enough and not doing enough. You get punished for being silent, uh, which is right or wrong. So what do people do and, and how to do it? You need the business, but you also need 
to live up to the values that you tell your employees to have, or not that you tell your employees you have, but that you wish the organization to espouse. And when we think about people strategy, because now we're talking about it also includes this kind of people strategy in terms of, are people proud to be working for an organization? Because the worker perspective has changed in terms of how we think about employees. And are the younger employees more interested in organizations that take a stand and have values and live up to those values and do that? And you know, when we think about people, um, my wife said it best a long time ago, and I keep saying it all the time, people want an organization that has their back. And that's beyond just saying, yes, you have a job and here's your paycheck. They want to believe and align themselves with an organization. When we go to work, our work is part of our identity. And when an organization gets political, suddenly that organization's politics becomes part of our identity, for right or for wrong. And do you agree with those politics for right or for wrong? And I talked a little bit about it with what was happening with Elon Musk. I don't know if I did it on a podcast or it was an interview. Um is basically when Elon Musk comes out and talks on SpaceX or anything else, those employees now have to answer for Elon Musk because it's part of their identity. They work for that place. And now you have to answer all of these questions because Elon Musk runs his mouth on some crazy thing or Jeff Bezos buys another yacht. So everyone on Amazon kind of has to answer, oh, you work at Amazon? How's Jeff Bezos's? You know, it, it attacks your identity a little bit because you can ask anybody in their 80s, who are you as a person? One of the first things they're going to say is the work they used to do. Oh, I'm a teacher or I'm an engineer, or I'm whatever. And even though they've been retired for 20 years, it's still part of your identity. And so now you have employees who can work from anywhere, can do anything, can articulate their value anywhere, can pick where they want to work. A CEO now has to run a business, but also accommodate people who want to align who they are as an individual and recognize that work is now part of their personal brand. People as an individual now have personal brands, which sounds ridiculous, but it's true. And it becomes part of their identity. And so should they is not this really yes or no, I shouldn't. Because now CEOs, as part of living up to the brand that we said, and I've aligned myself with your business, I expect you to be a champion of similar things that I do, for right or for wrong. Um, You have this idea of I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. And, and, and when we go to psychological safety, people could talk about what they want and what they need in a very safe environment. This is part of building trust with your employees. So I can see it working in certain instances from a people strategy perspective to wade into politics and have opinions on politics. I could see it working. However, um, for it to work, there has to, you have to do it in an authentic and substantive, substantive way. Is that substantive? Substance, substance. That's a hard word to say. Substantive way. Substantive. Um, because it will backfire very quickly if you don't. And so when I was talking to a few people about, should I talk about this? And, you know, I want to do a podcast on this. And, and as many CEOs who are listening to it, I've got clients who are business owners and everything else. Um, as they sit through this and do this, um, and they decide whether or not they should or shouldn't, the first thing I heard from people when I was saying I was going to do a podcast on this was, 
not so much whether or not they should or shouldn't. What we've seen is we've seen a lot of people do it and then it disappears. They get the Instagram video, they put out a little statement, they get the sizzle and then they're gone. And that was particularly relevant for a lot of people after George Floyd. Um, and we just call it about George Floyd, but the murder of George Floyd. Um, a lot of people had opinions on we're going to change culture and we're going to do all of these things and um, it dies off. Because the work is really, really hard to change this. And it's also, sometimes the work is beyond what you can actually do in an organization. Sometimes the work is so pervasive in culture. How do you actually, you know, you can change different metrics and do different things inside your organization and and start conversations and do these types of things. Uh, But after a while, where does it go? And who do you champion to do this? And so diversity and inclusion is happening quite a bit in workplaces, some are doing a good job, some are not. Um, but but it's like this marketing versus substance type of thing. It's, you know, as you're thinking about putting your name next to some of these causes, in a noble way, okay, it's noble, you're standing up for what you believe in, recognize that you now have a new obligation once you do that to follow through. And... You can't just take this marketing sizzle and then not deliver because people will notice. The People are getting very hip to this whole kind of Instagram reality. I'm seeing it's more and more. People aren't buying it. And for you to get credit for this, because that's what a lot of people are looking for. They look for credit. You're going to have to follow through outside of the fact that it's the right thing to do. Um, so it's ultimately up to the individual, the executive, are you living these all the time? I'll, I'll use Patagonia as an example. They live it. Um, they live what they say. You know what you're dealing with when you get Patagonia. You know that that's their their culture. That's what they, the owner, I don't know what his name is, but he's given up and he's bought acres and acres, hectares of uh, rainforest and and lock them up from any kind of development and char- and giving them a way to charity to make sure they were preserving stuff. He, the guy lives everything about you know what he says and what his company's values are. They live it. And he just did it again by giving away the company to charities and everything else. Gave the company away. It's amazing. And so if you're going to do this, many other companies don't have that type of identity. Okay? And that's okay. Right? I mean, an accounting firm. What are you going to do in, in an accounting firm or... or Right. Like, OK, you can you can pick whatever it is. Um, it's tough to find a, a cause. And do you need to find a cause? But when you've got an accounting firm, one toe in, one toe out, it's almost what's the point? Um, and so you have to figure out what that identity is and what you wish your people to rally behind. Because when you want to get these people to trust your organization and rally in your organization and do more for your organization and be a part of it and promote it and bring other good people into your organization. Culture is an important part of that. And what you stand for is an important part of it. Now, I'm not saying, and this is probably a a very good thing to say, I shouldn't have waited to the end, speak softly and carry a big stick is very important in my world, in my view. And so you can do these things without the marketing sizzle. You can do the diversity and inclusion. You can do the, you know, we want this cause and this is very important to us without announcing it to the world, right? And I see that a lot with banks who give 
massive amounts of money to these different types of places. Um, I see it with other types of companies um, who are doing really good work and not getting any credit for it. And I love that. I love it because that's the stuff that makes a real difference. And so when you think about it, you know, internally, they know. Internally, the employees know and they're part of it and they believe in it and everything that's great. Um, and so there, there's, again, the substance, substantive, substantive part. Um, such a difficult word. The substance is, is what really matters. And that's what your people will get behind. Not just the sizzle, not just marching in front of cameras when they show up. Um, not calling them to say, I have an opinion and I have this statement ready to go when, when this happens, because you have to, um, you have to follow up and you have to do it. And so I guess that's more of a, a life lesson too, in terms of, you know, beyond just the politics of the C-suite, it's what do you really stand for and what do you really believe and are you willing to stand up for it? And so that's that. So good luck with your decisions. I probably didn't solve it for you, but it's, it's, you know, me just kind of talking about all the things that you get to do and you get to think about. Um, there are positives and negatives to both. And making that decision is an important one and it's a good one. And it's very much a cultural one in terms of the way you wish to espouse these these types of things and, and approach these types of things. So have a great week. Enjoy it. The politics, the new politics of the C-suite are no longer just the internal politics. It's the external politics. Tons of fun. Such great things to think about. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next week. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Now do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon. 